At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin our number two of Vison's Big Bets. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Amal, as we get to work more and more closely with each other, you get to learn more and more about each other. Yeah. You don't drink coffee. No. How, I'm, how, I'm, is, I'm, that, how is I'm, that even humanly possible in 2022? I'm eight cups of coffee in first thing in the morning without a cup of coffee. It's rather amazing. <laughs> it's like for me, I have to have it. It, I, it was the smell. I never liked it. Like in my Marine Corps days, like they would make it in the canteen cup. It was just disgusting. But then the smell of it kind of gets to you, and then now I can't do without it. That's the, that's the maturation process of my I, coffee I, addiction. I would go more iced coffee. I've had iced coffee, at least, which is good. But You've I, had that? Yeah, I've had. You know, you didn't go back for seconds? Just one, you were one and done? I saw water. I grabbed the water. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much that you do love a good tease. NFL teasers. Go ahead. There are poss- yes. By the way. I'm a huge teaser guy. I absolutely love the concept of it. Well, you know, here's the thing, David. I'm glad you brought that up, and I, I would agree with you. Look, we talk about how sharp these numbers are, right? Everyone yeah. gets intimidated at the collegiate level. Talked about it yesterday that don't worry about it in college football. It's not as much of a concern, especially if you've got Clemson playing Alabama in a playoff game. Yeah, that matters. But in many of the other games— You're not going to tease games in college. More, You'd be more apt to do it in the NFL. No, you should never do it in college football. Never. And, that, when, and normally Great. you never say never. But let's put it this way, never do it. You know, Jimmy Vaccaro said one day, he goes, if you want to uh, tease college football every day, every week of the season, he goes, I'll let you go ahead and do it for whatever amount you want. He goes, by the end of the year, you'll be broke. Yeah. And, but in the NFL, with the lines being so tight, Dave, 
I think you bring up a great point and a great angle. And I, I don't know about you, but for me in week one, I've already got a couple of teasers that I really am looking forward to. But I, I think it gives you a huge edge. There, there are a couple of games just off the top of my head right now. I sit there and say, in all likelihood, now it's not a guarantee, obviously, they're going to be close. They're going to be within that touchdown. I'm not sure which side's winning, mm-hmm. but I'm confident the number is going to be within seven either way. And again, people, uh, before you make these teaser wagers, check your books because sometimes if you don't play the hooks, you can lose on a flat number, right? So a lot of times people will look and say, I got to bet hooks because at least I know there's not a number that's going to land on it and I'm going to lose that way. I, I want to go back to what Dave just said that's so important. You, first things you have to do, regardless of what sport you're betting, find out the rules. I'm yes. going to give you a quick example with tennis. There are certain sports book where if the first set is complete, the match, regardless if a player retires after one set counts, you win or lose. Other places, if the match does not go to duration, regardless, you get a refund even if you were winning or losing. So pay attention to that. And you brought up a great point on the teasers. Some places you'll have, depending on whether it's collegiate or NFL – I don't really pay attention to the college one because I don't bet college teasers, but if you look at this and you see if it's six, six and a half, or seven, what is the outcome? Uh, I'll give you a quick example from years ago, 2005. A friend of mine and I made a huge teaser bet. We lost the first leg, but the other one pushed. He goes, oh, he goes, it's too much money. He goes, I'm just going to send the ticket in. We got a check back for the refund. <laughs> and it was like, all I'm saying is there's check the book. Make sure you know the house. Make rules. sure you know the rules. And uh, I can only speak to Nevada because this is where we are. Every place has different rules. Now the majority of them are similar, but just double check. And especially with so many of you in states where there's multiple books, Arizona's got like 19 different options on books. Mm-hmm. Read that thoroughly. And if you're not certain about it, ask and make sure. Hey, if if game A pushes and game B game game B wins, What's is it a win? Ticket? Is it a loss? What's the scenario? On teaser is generally going to be a refund or a loss, but just still find out. Uh, it's, again, that's that's for sure a pro tip before you bet these teasers, because you will get frustrated if you didn't know the rule, and then all of a sudden it lands on say 10, you tease it up from four, and you go, wait a minute, that should be a push. Some books that's going to be a loss. Let's take a look at some of these teases uh, and teaser time here that you might like as an opportunity in week number one. And the one that does stand out will be the first game of the NFL season on the Thursday night, and that'll be the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Rams. That number's gone up to two and a half, Mm -hmm. and the Buffalo Bills coming in as the road favorite. And then, obviously, with the Ravens, a lot of people are going to look at that number of seven and tease that down and try to get that win of over one. Okay, and same scenario there with the Bengals at six and a half and so on and so forth. Amal, explain to me your teaser strategy in week number one. Great question. Now, I like the Rams game you use as an angle because you can get the Rams plus eight and a half Mm -hmm. potentially. Generally speaking, now there are people who say you should never tease through zero. I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. I don't think it's a blanket statement. There are scenarios where it can be beneficial and it works for you. I remember last year some guy wanted to book my action. I said, okay, what are you worried about? I said, I'm going to tease Carolina down to a plus one and a half or three and a half, whatever was against the Jets. And he goes, you don't want to take it. I said, why not? I said, what's up, <laughs> tough guy? You don't want to take it now? They end up covering the game there easily, but the, in terms of the teaser, here's, a, here's the scenario I'd present to you. Ravens-Jets, Bengals-Steelers. That is going to be a common teaser or a two-team money line parlay. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would tell you. Check the board in terms of the number. Is the six, six and a half, or seven? Which one is, uh, what's the pricing? And then is the money line as a two-teamer worth more to you as opposed to the teaser? Because there, there's going to be a difference in the price depending on the money line odds on both teams. So just something to consider when you're looking at those. For me, the big thing is in the NFL, 
I generally tend to tease up. I want to go up. I, I get this uh, Bengals-Steelers game, bringing it down theoretically down to around zero, but I, I don't like the game in particular. I would like the Rams plus eight and a half more than a touchdown. Vikings at home plus seven and a half. Cowboys at home plus seven and a half. That's where I would tend to kind of reside in terms of going with teasers. For me, it's about going up because in the NFL – 80% of the teams, and I don't know if this still holds true, this is a stat from a couple of years ago, that covered the, that win the game cover the number, regardless right. of dog or, or uh, favorite. But these games tend to be so tight, so if you're getting more than a touchdown, and Dave, here's the other scenario where it comes into play. You're down by 10, a team is driving, but they're not going to score a touchdown, and you're smart enough like John Harbaugh, you go out and kick a field goal, cut it to a one-possession game, you're down 14, the other teams, they're playing a prevent defense, you go down, you get a touchdown, you cover the teaser, you may not cover the game line. One other thing I want to bring to people's attention. When you say you'll get the Ravens against the Jets. First of all, your first point is excellent. That more often than not, you'd want to bet up the number and take yeah. the Jets then theoretically plus the 13. The one advantage that you could have in the situations where you see numbers of seven now, yeah. with the advent of the two-point conversion in the NFL, it's very rare that a game ends on one, where a team wins by one. It's normally going to be by two, say, a failed two-point conversion, right? Or we're going to overtime, and we'll see how it ends there if they, they do get it. Very rarely, like almost the scenario to have a game end at one is a team didn't go for two earlier in the game, and the score held, right? So are you getting almost a free number, uh, a free point, I should say, if you're betting sevens and do tease those down to one? Because more often than not, the game's going to end at two or more. Yeah, you're you're correct on that, but there are there are scenarios where it might work against you. And you mentioned the two point conversion because if you've got a team like the Chargers who are going to be more likely to gamble in a scenario. Yeah. So if it's a one point game, you think what's going to be a tie? Let's say they make a 27-26 with 15 seconds remaining. They feel good about their offense. Then it could come into play. But um, no, I, th I think that's an excellent point you ask. Uh, for me though, the big thing is why Dave I like to go up on these teasers mm -hmm. and generally not come down to that range is simply because. I think that most of these games, if you look at over the course of a season, I'm not talking about the bottom feeders, the Houstons, the Jacksonvilles, where they might get blown out in a road game. So many of these games are so tight. And here's the other thing in the NFL, and we hate to admit this or we don't think about this to ourselves. Let's say, for example, you've got a team catching um, – let's use the Rams pl uh, okay. plus two and a half. They tease them up to nine with six and a half, right? So now you're getting nine. Let's say the Rams on a fast start after winning the Super Bowl Thursday night opener get up 10 nothing. The game's not over. You haven't won the bet. But, boy, you feel good with 19 points no in the doubt. NFL. It's not like college where you go out, well, Alabama's going to get three possessions. They're going to score on all three, and they're going to get two stops and get the ball back. Um, to me, I, I think in the NFL, when you get those points, and we know how hard it is just to win any game, let alone having to cover a large number of almost 10, changes the dynamic how you look at things. Can I bring one other game to your attention and see what you think about this? You look at the Brownies getting two and a half down there in Carolina in the Baker Mayfield Revenge. Spot. Yes. If you look at that number where it was when it opened, the Browns opened the summertime four and a half point favorites. So it's already swung now six full points to the Browns catching two and a half. If he teased up the Browns to eight and a half, yeah. the I put it in air quotes. The value that you're getting there feels like a really good play if you want to take the Browns plus the eight and a half in a, in a potential two-team teaser. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, there are people, I'm not as big of an NFL guy as I am college, but I can tell you right now, 
Um, there are people that definitely teased Carolina early on as soon as possible when the lines came out and took Carolina because they weren't sure about the Deshaun Watson They were Watson getting over stats. 10 and a half. Exactly right. Now, all of a sudden, you're in a scenario where you could come back with the Browns on a teaser, and now you've got a huge 18-point middle Boom. setup. I mean, it's about as good as it gets. Look, for me, the Browns, I think, are going to be competitive in the game. I know they're kind of knocking Jacoby Brissett, but I think defensively, they're still good enough. You've got Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney. Denzel Ward is an, a Pro Bowl cornerback. Um, I like Newsom a lot. Uh, this is a good team overall. Um, look, Baker, I know he's going to be fired up for the game, wants to win the game, but I, I still think the Browns and a teaser are in a really good spot here. And also, you look at the Vikings getting a point and a half uh, against Green Bay. That's a home dog, yes. right? The Cowboys also a home dog week one, Sunday night against the Buccaneers getting a point and a half. So to your point about teasing up, you could take those two teams plus seven and a half getting over that key number seven. I know eight's more of a key number these days. But you get those at seven and a half. Those could be profitable scenarios there as well if you like the dog to potentially win the game outright. Yeah, but Dave, you just brought up a great point I want to kind of expand upon a little bit. You said maybe teasing update because of the potential two-point conversion, but it goes beyond that. Here's the thing I would tell you. If you're in a place where the teaser at 6.5, if it pushes, is a loss, Mm. don't go to 8 because it doesn't give you any value. So why pay additional juice? Either go to the full 7 and take 8.5 or just leave it at 7.5. And I see so many people, I'll be in line sometimes at a book and I hear somebody, I'm like, do you not understand you just paid additional for something you didn't need to? Do you? Would you tell that person when you hear them in line or you just kind of shake your head like, oh man, what are we doing here? You know, it depends. I have to be honest with you. 90% of the time, I've got my headphones in. I'm not paying attention. I, I'm worried sometimes about... Sometimes they'd be like, excuse me, sir. I'm going to make I, my I, bet. I, I'll give you a good story on the way back as to why I generally don't do that. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. And also, when we come back, we're going to take a deep dive with Adam Burke. Uh, does a great job here in the network and some of his system plays that he likes in college football week number one. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back along, alongside of Mulshaw, I am Dave Ross. This is VEASAN's Big Bets. Very quickly before we bring on yeah. Adam Burke, you had a story about to, did you uh, help somebody out in well, line? So I was uh, one day I'm at a sports book and uh, somebody saw that they bet the Rockies run line Uh-oh. against uh, the Padres and uh, the Rockies won the game 17 to one. <laughs> and so the next day I happened to run into him by dumb luck at another sports book. They're like, hey, hey, give me a play. I said, take Mets cards under seven and a half. Okay. And he goes, give me a side. I said, get the hell out of my face. I said, <laughs> by the way, the final score on that game was two to one. Don't ask me for something. If I give you something, exactly. Right. What do you? You're questioning. I didn't didn't know it was going to win on the side. I'm like, I just gave you a great underplay. The game was two to one, and that's why I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you got to live and learn on your own. Surprised he didn't say, give me the 2025 Super Bowl winner. Listen, I'm sure they'll take that at certain sports book and hold your money. Let's do a deep dive with our guy Adam Burke here. Does a great job as a betting analyst on the network. You can follow him as I do on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Adam, welcome to the program, my friend. Uh, you've got some some plays in Week One in college football, and I was telling telling Kelly and I'm all off air coming into this one. One of them down in my neck of the woods with Old Dominion against Virginia Tech. That they've got all my people on the seven five seven. All fired up for this one. First of all, before you got to the conclusions of what you like in week one, how did you get there with this whole offseason to prepare? You know, the offseason is definitely an interesting thing because for me, I'm doing Major League Baseball. You know, I'm writing the daily article. I'm handicapping baseball day in and day out. So I end up getting to a lot of the win total markets and a lot of the futures markets a little bit late because I just don't have time with baseball season. So For me, it's all about getting ready for week zero and week one, kind of having my power ratings rounded off, making sure that I've got pretty good numbers, a pretty good feel for these teams going into this first round of games. So a lot of hard work, a lot of prep work, a lot of research, writing and reading. But those are things that help me organize my thoughts. And you you can get my thoughts in the Beaston College Football Betting Guide, but it also helps me to my plays here for week one. All right, actually, let's get to those. And again, we're going to talk more about the piece you wrote in the Pro Football Betting Guide for win totals later on in this conversation. But let's get back to some of these picks. And if you don't mind, 
I will selfishly start in that 7-5-7 game with Old Dominion against Virginia Tech. Of course, Brent Pry comes over from Penn State, begins his uh, coaching debut there with Hokie Nation. What do you make of this matchup? I know people are still in Virginia Tech land. They still are haunted by Taylor Heineke and the Monarchs beating them not so long ago. It was just a couple of years ago, the last time these two teams played in Norfolk, actually, where uh, Old Dominion won 49-35. Look, really interesting game here because Ricky Ronnie and Brent Pry are very familiar with each other. They were both assistant coaches at Penn State. And generally, when there's a lot of familiarity, it winds up leading to a tighter game. So I think that's part of the handicap here. But also, Old Dominion brings back a lot from last season, a lot of returning production. They were one of the youngest teams in the country in 2019. They didn't play in 2020. Then last year, they won five straight to finish off the regular season and get themselves to a bowl game. They bring back a 1,000-yard rusher. They bring back a 1,000-yard receiver. They bring back their starting quarterback. And I think Ricky Ronnie did a really good job with this program, with the missed COVID season, and then also last year. I don't know what to expect from Virginia Tech. They bring in Grant Wells from Marshall, not super high on him. Brent Pry has to kind of put his stamp back on this program after being an assistant here in the past because things didn't work out with Justin Fuente. So I think Old Dominion getting over a touchdown here, you've got to get seven and a half. Do not take seven. Get seven and a half or even an eight if you can find a rogue one. But I think Old Dominion just getting too many points here with Big Brother heading on the road to take on Little Brother. I tend to agree with you. To me, Grant Wells would have been better served on Dan D'Antonio's basketball team with some of the bounce passes he threw at Marshall. I, I thought he was horrific. I, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I think this is an indictment right now the Virginia Tech offense, Adam, in terms of the lack of quarterback play. You know, the last decent quarterback, who I think is a little bit overrated as well, is Hendon Hooker down in, Nash in Knoxville. Mm -hmm. uh, but... You know, when you look at this Hokies team, you mentioned this matchup. I, I thought you brought up a couple of good points. And just to want to get your point of view on, you have an in-state matchup, an intrastate matchup here, where you've got big brothers you alluded to going to Richmond to play a team. This is ODU Super Bowl. Make no mistake about it. you got a chance to knock off the Hokies for life. It's, it's a huge win. How much do you put stock into a team like Virginia Tech going on the road to a place like ODU and how much that interjects or, excuse me, infuses the energy in terms of the home team? I think it's really fascinating, especially when we get these games early on in the year. You think about North Carolina and App State, another game here this weekend that's going to have that same kind of feel to it, where App State's more accustomed to teams going and playing in Boone. That doesn't happen much for Old Dominion. So you know, definitely a situation where they're going to be very fired up for this game. Obviously, Virginia Tech will be, too, with new beginnings and, and Pry now as the head coach. But it is part of the handicap for me where – you know, you get that home team, you get that situation, as you mentioned, it's kind of a bowl game type scenario for Old Dominion. And in fact, they lost their bowl game last year. So now they get a chance to kind of uh, wipe the slate clean and sort of reset that for the 2022 season. No doubt about it, gentlemen. I'm so glad that Wes Reynolds hopefully is not listening to this portion of the program because going to break down his alma mater there, uh, Indiana, and they are a home favorite. They're going to lay three against the fighting Brett Bielema's in Illinois. Big win week one, uh, easy win for Illinois in week one. What do you make of week two now as they go on the road in conference play? Well, I think what's really intriguing about this line is that, you know, I liked Illinois plus four, plus three and a half. Still like it here at plus three. I have this game line to pick them in my power ratings. But what I think is really interesting is that after blowing out Wyoming last week, this line only goes from three to three and a half, which suggests to me that, a lot of people looked at that game and said, okay, well, Wyoming's terrible. They did what they were supposed to do. To me, I think Illinois is still 
underrated and undervalued here in the market. They improved dramatically on defense last year. They kind of got that Brett Bielema physical stamp on this team now on the offensive side. Chase Brown's a really, really good running back. And I like Tommy DeVito coming over from Syracuse. I don't know what the direction is of the Indiana Hoosiers right now. They lost eight in a row to finish last year. They don't look any better on offense. I don't like Connor Basilak coming over from Missouri. This defense lost two key players in Micah McFadden and Raheem Lane from last year, their top two tacklers. I think Illinois goes and wins this game in Bloomington here. I think three points is a gift, and I sprinkled the money line on this one too. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I tend to be a guy, and this is to my detriment at times, I'm in complete agreement with Adam, but I would go straight money line here. I'm not worried about the three points. Mm -hmm. Forget the fact they've got one game under their belt. You talked about it. Jack Tuttle, give me a break. That guy shouldn't be starting out on an intramural team, let alone in the Big Ten. You lose Freifogel, who's your best receiver, one of the better receivers in league play here. You've got uh, just inconsistency in terms of the running game. You don't really have a workhorse back here. You mentioned the Indiana defense. Last year, two years ago in 2020, uh, they gave up 20 points a game. They go to give up 33 points a game. They got just were horrific. I am completely with you on this one, Adam. I think Chase Brown is so underrated, and you mentioned it. For me, the big question mark was Tommy DeVito. I thought he answered the bell, and I know it was against Wyoming. But this is a guy that's still got good enough experience. What is your – in terms of a game like this, you said you took a little bit on the money line here. But are you a guy that would generally take the points if it's three or greater, or if it were one or two, you would just sit there and take a shot at the money line straight away? How do you kind of approach that? I think it's a really good discussion to have. If we're talking about a favorite under a field goal, going ahead and taking the money line certainly makes a lot of sense. For me, I typically go about 85-15 or 80-20, depending on the game, depending on the line, in terms of you know 85% of my bet on the spread, 15% on the money line, something like that. In this case, this was an 80-20 game for me where I think Illinois, I'll take the three just in case something weird happens or whatever, but also putting some on the money line, I think definitely increases your profit potential and gives you a better chance with your bottom line, especially if, you know, like me, I have this game line to pick them. And if I'm getting three points and plus money on the money line, then absolutely I'm going to take a piece of both of them. You know, he brings up a really good point in terms of why he does. I remember I got beat in a game in uh, Stillwater between Oklahoma State and Texas A&M. I took A&M money line. They ended up losing 38-35, should have taken the three. But here's why I forego the three points in this particular scenario, and I took the Illini plus the 130. Because if Illinois gets up 10 or 14 points and Indiana's plus 250 or $3, mm -hmm. I will put 33% just on the money line, so I'm at no risk involved in the game. Now, I hedge a lot, Adam, so it depends on how you do it and how you approach it. But for me, the big advantage is, uh, Dave, when you have a money line scenario, you could just sit there and mitigate your risk immediately. I think it's a really smart way to look at it and a profitable way to do so as well. Adam, very quickly, only about 45 seconds again. Great work on both the college and, and pro football betting guides. Those win totals in the NFL, what was your number one key to get there uh, if people want to do a deep dive to it, uh, that's all they have to do is go to VEASAN.com uh, and check it out for the VEASAN Pro subscribers. What were you looking for the most to really hit, hit in and hem in those uh, win totals? I think in terms of looking at the schedule, that's really important. Like I like the Rams under. They play 10 games against playoff teams from last year, three more games against teams that look much improved in the Broncos, Saints, and Chargers. So looking at the schedule, I think, is really, really important for looking at those win totals. All right, you got to check it out. We, we talk about it all the time, but it's for very good reason. The guides are out, college and pro football guides, and Adam did uh, yeoman's work on both. Thanks, you, Adam. Appreciate it, man. We'll catch up again soon. Take care, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Absolutely. When we come back, let's talk a little Big 12 in college football and pick your brain on that. Come on back. It's Beeson's Big Bets. 
the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football betting guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Sign up early for a discount at $175. You'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you can join us for just $40 a month to see everything VEASAN has to offer to help up your betting profile. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. We continue Big Bets here on VEASAN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino in Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas. I want to read this to you that was just brought to my attention. August 29, 2001. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run, and Vlad Guerrero Sr., Craig Biggio, and Dante Bichette all record a hit. August 29, 2022. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. Vlad Jr. and Kevin Biggio and Bo Bichette all record a hit. The more things change, the more they stay the same. That is rather amazing. That is absolutely just— Who charts that stuff? I have no idea, but that's a great find. I, I, <laughs> you got to give credit on that one. That is absolutely amazing. Some juniors in there, but still the point remains the same. Uh, let's talk a little Big 12 here. And before we really get in, into this discussion to win the conference and potentially uh, longer shots to win the national championship and win totals, we've got some breaking news on this conference, and it comes from Brent Venable, Venables in year number one at OU. What do you have on Boomer Sooner? Uh, listen, I think this team's going to win the league. I said before, look, Lincoln Riley has lost two games every year he's been in Norman. Mm. 55-10, and 10, very impressive record. But it's Oklahoma. The gold standard is national championship. This yes. is a place where you've had Bud Wilkinson, you've had Barry Switzer. You can say whatever you want about Switzer, but he won three oh. national titles, 74, 75, He's a legend He's an Norman. absolute legend. And my point being is you get measured by winning national championships. Nobody remembers the year you won the Big 8 or the Big 12. That's expectations <laughs> the minute spring ball starts in Norman. And the reality of it is, I said all along and I maintained this statement, Venables going to Oklahoma was a gift and a victory for the Sooners compared to Lincoln going to SC. Because if you look at Dabo Sweeney's record at Clemson, he was good. He wasn't great until Venables arrived. That's right. They were winning national championships because of that defense. They've got, in my opinion, probably the second-best defense in college football in Clemson this year because of the guys that Venables was able to help recruit and because of the defense they were able to put together. Brian Brzee, Miles Murphy, and company. You're going to see an elite-level front seven from Clemson. Oklahoma defensively may not be as good as we remember the Stoops era and when Venables was co-defensive coordinator with Mike Stoops, but it will eventually get there. Offensively, you lose Caleb Williams. Okay, yeah, big loss. But you bring in Dylan Mm -hmm. Gabriel from UCF. Good mobility, good quarterback, and his offensive coordinator comes with him. Jeff Levy was at UCF. He comes with him. Eric Gray, I thought, was underrated at Tennessee. Crowded backfield last year. He'll be the catalyst this year. Marvin Mims did not get enough run in the preseason this year because you got Jordan Addison back. You got Jackson Smith and Jigba back. Uh, But next year, Marvin Mims will be the favorite for the Bolitnikoff, when we go into 2023, he is that good of a receiver. Theo Weiss is back. I mean, this Oklahoma wide receiver room would have been number two in the country behind Ohio State if they didn't lose Mario Williams 
to uh, USC. They're loaded. They're going to be just fine. Drake Stoops is going to play in the slot. This is going to be a good football team. I got OU winning the conference. I like them at plus 190. This is a team that's going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. Well, she did your homework on, on the Sooners. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I look at them too, Amal, and because, you know, from the outside looking in, and I thought he just really did a, a great breakdown of what OU could look like in year number one with Venables. Because the point is, it's going to look different, right? Yes. With, with Lincoln Riley, it, it's their look. When Bob Stoops, right before the college football season began, stepped down, it was a shock to the system. But really, Lincoln was there, so it wasn't that big of a turning over the keys. Now it feels like the program is going to have seismic shifts in the identity of the football team. It's always been offense first at OU, and now it feels like it's going to be led by the defense. Great statement, Dave. And I think as they transition to the SEC, they know they've got to play defense to be able to win. Look, in the SEC, Alabama's got the talent to outscore anybody. But the reality of it is they've won six national titles under Nick because of the defense. You look at Georgia winning the national title, it was defense. When LSU mm-hmm. beat Oklahoma in 2003 and split with USC, or 2002, whatever year it was, um, it, it was because of the defense. And you're absolutely right. With Venables, he's going to sit there and turn the offense over to Jeff Levy or anybody else that might be there in the future um, and say, go run this offense. We will still get the guys from Texas that we need. Remember, Marvin Mims from Frisco, Texas, right? You know, it's closer to uh, Norman than it is to Austin. They get those guys along with the defense that they will play. I think they're going to be a more difficult team to face off against than people realize. Uh, I, I like him a lot as a coach. I, I'm telling you, I know there's a lot of hype around Texas. Yes. But there's always a lot of hype around Texas. But Oklahoma is the better team. I, I would say pay attention to Baylor in this league. Okay. They're, they're going to be a team that's got a chance of plus 650 to be able to win the, win the league. Dave Aranda did a tremendous job last year. And what a Big 12 championship game it was last year between Oklahoma State and Baylor. Um, I'm not as high, Dave, on Oklahoma State at 5.5 to 1 to win this league. Spencer Sanders is back, but I'm not a big fan of the, you know, basically uh, 20 to 12 touchdown interception ratio. I, I think they can be better. The way Mike Gundy runs an offense, you got to put up numbers in that offense. We talked about it certainly in the first hour in the NFC East and the NFL that we felt like it was a two tiered division out of those four. Is this a big four scenario here where you get to Baylor, Okie State and Baylor, and then the drop-off happens at TCU? I I would agree with you, and I like the way you phrased that. You're correct, because no disrespect to TCU, and I think under Dykes, they're going to be much better. Remember, Sonny Dykes comes over from, uh, excuse me, uh, Sonny Dykes. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Spike Dykes, but... um, Well, that's my age group. (laughs) He comes over from uh, the hilltop over at SMU. They'll get better. But I'm not exactly a Max Dugan guy. We'll see how effective he can be. K-State has Adrian Martinez, the transfer yeah. in from Nebraska. My God, did you not cause enough nightmares for people there in Lincoln? Now you got to do that to the good people of Manhattan? Give me a break. <laughs> What's that, his 10th season? How long has he been playing college football? He's playing forever now. No, no, no. He's actually the only player in the last 15 years to collect AARP and play college football. <laughs> it's a different – like, this is not your father's college football anymore where you can literally – like, we talked about it yesterday off air. Charlie Brewer is now on his third team. He's at the head – he's the uh, quarterback now at Liberty. So you've gone on from, from the Baylors of the world and transferring from Utah's. So that's what we're seeing here in college football. So to that end, you don't like K-State maybe now – uh, coming over from Nebraska, the win total is at six and a half. And I know that's been a popular play. People think that, you know, the, the little apple, they might be able to get to seven or above. 
Okay, you, you brought up a good answer to your question, which is seven, maybe eight if things break properly. They are who they are. They are five to eight wins. That's who Kansas State is, depending on injury and health, and then the opponent you're playing and how well they're doing at that point in time. Now, the bottom of the league with West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Kansas leaves a lot to be desired. Iowa State's going to have a drop-off. You lose Purdy, you lose uh, Brees Hall, um, you lose the big tight end. I apologize mm-hmm. uh, eluding me right now. But the point is, they're not as good. To me, we're, we're kind of tiered, which you referenced. Oklahoma, Texas. I would put Baylor and Oklahoma. I would put Baylor ahead of Oklahoma State, but I put Baylor right there, knocking on that door. And then I would go TCU, K State, and maybe Iowa State. But but to me, it's going to be Boomer Sooner season to lose. I can't wait for it. And I, I got to just quickly say this. Yeah. Covered this game for a long time. The Red River to me is as good of a rivalry game as theirs. I've not been to the Iron Bowl. But, but I will say this. I know everyone points to Ohio State, Michigan. I think the Red River is as good as it gets. You've got half burnt orange, half crimson and cream. The second Saturday in, in October, it is about 75 degrees and yeah. sunny at the State Fair of Texas. It does not get any better. I just love the way you call it Red River. Like you don't even need to do the rest. Whatever the uh, you know, they're going to go with you are either rivalry, North- shootout, showdown, whatever. I don't care. It's just the Red River. Let me tell you, when I lived in Miami, I had no disdain for the University of Florida. Having lived in Miami, I'm not, I'm not a Hurricanes fan, but I always liked it when the Canes did well. Yeah. I No disrespect to Bidlin's team, Florida State. I, I didn't even oh, think about the it. They were, they were, no, 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 hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. They're, they're, they were in another get? part of the world. You didn't even worry about them. But you always respected Bobby Bowden. Yes, you And did. you loved the players. Marvin Jones and Derek Brooks, two of my all-time f- favorite collegiate players, along with Warwick Dunn. So I hate to say that. I've got three guys from Florida State that I love. But Florida – the arrogance of Florida, I couldn't stand him. Then I moved to Texas, and I was like, holy oh, wow. cow. you got to pick a side. A lot of my friends went to Texas. I was like, God, you guys make it so easy to cheer for the Crimson and Cream. They act like they've invented football. If not for a Reggie Bush lateral, this program has one national title in 50 years. You would have thought they're Alabama, and they're getting ready to go for John Wooden-esque 10 out of 12. By the way, is Texas about to win their 11th national title in 13 years? That's the way they're acting. I don't know. Hook them. Uh, very quickly, before we go to break. Don't, don't even. Kansas, two yes. and a half wins. Get to the good stuff, right. Dave. Let's on, get guys. to the good Can stuff. Can we get the three? Is that something we might invest our money in? Well, Bill Self would win three games in a weekend tournament. I don't know about this Jayhawks football team. I, I can't back them. They, they just, this is a team that got housed, and I mean housed by Coastal Carolina. Co- Coastal made them look like a pedestrian football team. KU is not a team I spent a ton of time breaking down and looking at their season win total. I'm going to stay off of them. And the 250 to 1 should be 2,500 to 1 to win the Big 12. I hope Matthew McConaughey didn't hear you disparage Texas the way he did. Listen, he's a realist. He he understands. And exactly right. By the way, if Texas were were good, it'd be a lot cooler. (laughs) Uh, When we come back, breaking news in Major League Baseball that affects the South Side. Come on back. It's Beeson's Big Bits. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on all the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less billing, 21 or older, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please celebrate responsibly. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We roll on VEASAN Big Bets. And we do have some breaking news here in the world of Major League Baseball. It comes to us from the blue verified checkmark that is Bob Nightingale. Chicago White Sox manager Tony La Russa will be out indefinitely while undergoing further testing with his personal doctors in Arizona. One, we always wish uh, good health on everybody out there. Two, it has been a major disappointment for the White Sox. I was actually uh, texting and tweeting some friends yesterday back in my days of the south side of Chicago. They can't wait for Tony LaRusso to exit stage left. We never want it to be for the reasons of health. But when you look at this baseball team, Amal, what do you make of them? And and I know that he's boys with the owner and the Reinsdorf you know, family is, is tight with Tony LaRusso. Does the change come after this season, whether it's health-related or performance-based? Yeah, this is interesting. I think if it's a health scenario, he ends up stepping away. We wish him well in a speedy recovery. But this is a White Sox team that is criminally underperforming. When you look at this division, Minnesota and Cleveland have not really grabbed it and just run away with it. They still have an opportunity, despite the fact that there's only about 30 games remaining, 
It's probably going to come down to Minnesota and Cleveland. I'm not going to necessarily eliminate the White Sox yet, but I have to tell you, Dave, you go back to last Thursday in Baltimore, drop a, a pop-up in foul territory by Engel, and this White Sox team has been in a tailspin ever since. Now, they've been average all the way since, but you get swept at home and absolutely just crushed by the Arizona Diamondbacks, who continue to play good baseball. Um, really a missed opportunity there. So for me, uh, this is a team that just needs a new manager, and it's probably going to come next year. Very quickly to today's game, La Russa will not be there as the manager today, and I'm sure some people are going to think of this This is an upgrade. It's an addition by subtraction yep. with Tony not there. They're taking on the Royals. Lance Lynn is going. How do you handicap this? You've got to lay almost $2 here if you want to take the Sox outright. If you want to lay the run line here, you get plus money. Do you handicap it differently knowing that La Russa will not be there? Well, I think it's something you have to consider. I, I just think there is a – situation where this team is just not comfortable with him and some of the decisions. Remember, this is a guy who has walked hitters in one-two oh, counts. He's listening to fans. They always yeah. say if you listen to the fans, you're going to become one sooner than later. Yeah, that's a great line. Right? So, you know, I don't know what was going on there, but when you're under 500 in this division, my goodness, Tony, we, seriously, we want you to be healthy, but this team is badly underachieved all year long. Well, I don't think they should be minus 190 in this spot against the Royals. Yeah, it feels like a rather large number to play yeah. for a team that struggles just to win. Very quickly in the baseball front, uh, walk me off the ledge with the Metropolitans. <laughs> they lose to the Dodgers yesterday, but thank goodness the Braves somehow lose at home to the Rocks. Uh, game number two for the Dodgers and Mets. Mets are going to weigh $1.56 in this spot here. And again, normally the Mets have been one of the best plays coming off a loss as they find themselves in today. But Kershaw, uh, Bassett, that's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, today for the Metropolitans, you're going to have DeGrom. So yeah. when you have Jake out there, boy, it feels like a great number to play Jacob DeGrom. I completely agree with you on this one. And I'll, I'll take the Mets on the run line here, plus 145 going against Anderson. Anderson's pitched really well, 13-2 with a 2.69. But Jacob DeGrom, I believe, is making his 203rd start, Dave. Mm. And the reason why I bring that up, in his first 202 starts, he has held his opponent to two runs or less in 100 of those starts. <laughs> this, that's how good this guy's been. I mean, this guy is lights out. He's the best up. pitcher in baseball. I'm, I know he's not going to win the Cy Young because he's Correct. not going to have enough. But this is still the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. By, by the way, I love his stats. Whip, .55, 46 Ks, two walks. Two walks. Sick. I mean, this guy's unbelievable. He's only throwing 29 in the third inning so far. I expect DeGrom in a playoff-like atmosphere in New York tonight to get it done. With you on that one, again, Mets have been a great play, people coming off of a loss, as they are doing uh, from yesterday's loss to the Dodgers. Uh, very quickly, the Orioles have been one of the best surprises in all Major League Baseball uh, this season, still fighting potentially to stay in that wild card race here. Taking on the Guardians, the Guardians a solid favorite, uh, minus $1.65 on this one. You can get juicy with that run line. If you think Cleveland can win by two or more, how do you handicap this one? Yeah, this is one I'm going to stay away from, even though McKenzie's been outstanding. If I'm playing this game, I'm going run lines because the uh, run line with the Guardians because the Orioles can struggle to score at times. McKenzie gave up three runs on a three-run homer in the first inning against Seattle. Uh, but if you look back, Dave, he has really pitched well going back about 10 starts. He's had a couple of hiccups. Those were against Arizona and Boston. But other than that, really been lights out. Seven of his last 10 starts, giving up two earned runs or less. 
Uh, by the way, the Dodgers and uh, the Padres, rather, and Giants are already underway. Uh, scoreless in the first there. The, the Pirates and Brewers 1-1 right now in the sixth. We talked about that one earlier. And Houston right now 5-2 over the Rangers. It is early, still in the fifth inning there. One more game to look at here. The Twins desperately need to keep winning. They're going to take on Boston today. Uh, what do you make of the win Twins in this spot at home against the Sox? Right now you're laying a dollar twenty-five if you like Minnesota. Look at that plus money there if you want them on the run line plus a dollar seventy. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough matchup. Walker got shelled last time out by, and I say shelled, really not that bad. Six innings, four earned runs, two homers, but. Walk has been outstanding so far this year in 16 starts. He's got a 2.53 ERA. Now he's going against the Twins team, really catching fire at the right time. Mm-hmm. Winners of five in a row, Dave, but it's not just the fact that they've won five in a row. It's the way they've done it. Come from behind the, on Saturday in a game where they're really for dead. Um, win against Red Sox 4-2 with a, uh, I think, a Gio Urshala a bases clearing double. Uh, this, this team is really starting to hit their stride. Uh, not a game I'm going to touch either way, but if you're going to bet this one, I would look at walk on the Sox. I want to pick your brain here. We talked a little bit off the top of the program here about the United States Open mm-hmm. going on in Flushing Meadow right now. Is it Meadows or Meadow? Flushing Meadows. Mm-hmm. we got to go plural. Mm-hmm. Pay more for these yes. for the plural. <laughs> so at Flushing Meadows today and tonight, before I get to some of the plays that I know that you like here, I do want to ask you about Serena because she's getting over $2 at plus 215. Is there value in Serena going up against the number two seed. Yeah, Contevate has not played particularly great since probably the last several months, going back to about March. Uh, last year, she was probably the best player in the world over the last five months or so. I think she won five tournaments. Uh, she was just on fire. But to me right now, um, this is not a ma- match I would touch either way. Mm. Contevate's too high of a price. Okay. Serena, from a uh, just a value standpoint, as you alluded to, I think is one you could take a shot with, especially if you have access to in-game betting. You might have a scenario where you can get off the match. Uh, but for me, uh, this is one where you just kind of sit back and hope for a great match. I really like Contevate as a player, but uh, I-, I hope Serena wins. It just kind of energizes the crowd at the Open. Very quickly, before we move on to some of your other plays, there's a couple athletes that I think of in indiv- individual sports that mm-hmm. you lost before you started. Tiger Woods sometimes on a Sunday yeah. at, a, at, a, at a golf event, uh, and certainly Mike Tyson in his day, sometimes he'd freak you Correct. out before you walked into the ring. What about Serena? Does she still have that command where she can freak out her opponent before they ever begin? I don't think anymore, just simply because what people have been able to see over the last year or two. And remember, she has not won a Grand Slam since, I think, 2017. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, era of invincibility is a little bit gone. But she's very capable. She's going to have the crowd backing her. She still has that monster serve. It, it'll be a challenge here for Contivate. Uh, give me some of your best bets that you like in the United States Open tonight. Some of these yeah. night matches. You know the one, the one, a couple of them that I'm looking at. Uh, Carolyn Garcia, I'd put her in a parlay. She's mm-hmm. about two fifty to three dollars, depending on where you get her. Uh, she's one I would take. Um, that's definitely one I would consider uh, looking at. And anything else you want to match it up with. Uh, the other one that I was going to tell you, but it's already gone off the board, is uh, Kuder Matova. Okay. Um, but to me, what I like to do in the U.S. Open and the Grand Slams when you get the early stages, Dave, I like to take the big favorites and kind of parlay them together to get to, to basically a one-to-one scenario or better than that. Because the money that's at stake here and the prestige, the players tend to perform a lot better. Now, we saw Maria Sakari lose today, but I'm not a big fan of hers. I think she's always overvalued. She's more of a clay court player, in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot of players you can take advantage of those scenarios in terms of, hey, they're going to win this match just simply because they're going to make more money winning one match here than they are winning a 250-level tournament. 
Uh, as we wrap up uh, this edition of, of Big Bets, we do want to circle back to some of our pro tips that we gave out. In hour number one, obviously, we talked about win totals in the NFL. Sometimes you can get better value after week one. If you look at a team that you might like the win total over, but you think they might lose week one, then hold. Just wait. You're going to get a better number potentially after that week one matchup. But your point about checking house rules, especially for teasers, yeah. that is a huge, huge pro tip that people need to look at. Well, first of all, it's going to be vital in terms of whether you take a six, six and a half, or seven. Yeah. Because if a tie pushes and the game's on a half a point, you don't need to take a six and a half. If it's on a whole number, you don't need to take a six or a seven. Instead, take a six and a half. If a tie pushes, then it's a loss. So just something to take a look at when you're making these wagers. Also want to thank Steve Mackinnon and Adam Burke uh, for joining the program today. We did some deep dives with those guys. you got to check out uh, everything they have to offer. Remember, the pro football and college football betting guides are out as we speak. Amal, another fun two hours, my friend. Absolutely. Stay tuned, everybody. We got Stormy. We got Matt Brown coming up next. Thanks for watching VEASAN Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.